What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Founders Journal. I'm Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Today, we are talking about how to delegate like a champ so you do not hold your business back. And my guest to talk delegation needs no introduction. He's a good friend and my former co-host of The Crazy Ones. Jesse Pucci is the founder of Gateway X, a holding company that has a number of successful businesses under it, including Growth Assistant, which is a $12 million a year offshore marketing assistant service. Prior to Gateway, Jesse was the co-founder and CEO of Ampush, one of the first and most successful paid social agencies, which eventually sold to Red Ventures and then again to private equity. On this episode, Jesse talks through his frameworks for delegation, which include the delegation ladder, task-relevant maturity, and more. Let's hop into it. Jesse Pucci, thanks for joining Founders Journal. It's good to be back. It is great to have you back. So something that I love about you is how... um, upfront, you are about the fact that you are lazy. You have told me before that you're lazy. And you may say it tongue in cheek, but something we've talked about is like how your laziness is actually a superpower because it gets you to delegate extremely well and do it quickly when building a business. I, on the the other hand, I would say uh, my default setting is to like hoard responsibilities. And um, I think I have trouble with delegation. It's something I want to get better at. Being a good delegator is one of the most important things as you build a business, whether it's early stage or late stage, because you never want to be uh, the constraining resource to your company. I know you've thought a lot about how to delegate effectively, and I'd love for you to walk me through how to be a good delegator if, let's just say, I'm a complete amateur at it, but I know it's what's holding my business right. back. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's a couple things you want to think about or do before you even get into some of the tactics and you know you mentioned this kind of about yourself like I think there are this concept of like limiting beliefs or beliefs right like one of the things we both do the coaching stuff is like thoughts behaviors beliefs and they're all very connected to each other so oftentimes you know the the, we can talk in a second about the frameworks but sometimes the frameworks just die on on delivery because the person in themselves even though they know they should do it and whatever they they're too afraid. They're too afraid. Oh my God, what if something gets messed up? What if it breaks? So I think what I would encourage everyone as a starting point to first, like, do, do you believe in delegation? Because if you don't believe in it, if you actually, and my joke about being lazy is like, I, I believe that I want other people to be empowered. I want them to do good work. I want to work on things that really are the important things that are going to move the needle and not get every little detail down. Like there are certain things about me that probably start naturally at a more, uh, a more sort of belief around delegation. Uh, and I think if, if you're not sure you're, you're, well, if you don't know definitively that you are a delegator, you should just start the question of like, why, what am I afraid of? That's like one of my favorite questions these days, by the way, what am I afraid? What what are you afraid will happen and start to write down those things and and try to like confront the things that scare you about actually giving someone else the, the power. So that's like my first precursor. Out of curiosity, before we hop into the framework, like what, what do you find are the most common fears that people have that prevent them from believing in delegation? Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, the number one fear of every entrepreneur is fear of failure. And so there's probably connected fears, which is like, okay, if I give up too much control, then things won't be as good as they could be. That means then I'll fail. Or if I don't know what's going on, that makes me a bad entrepreneur. Or so there, there it always, I mean, all, all sort of stories of an entrepreneur typically lead back to something like I'm not going to be successful yeah. or the company's not going to work and that's going to make me a bad person. But I think there's always sub stories at the top of those, which are like, I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Or I'm, I, I'm not sure I want to, 
give the, or the person's not ready. That's another common one. Oh, they're not ready. I can't do it. So, and some of the frameworks solve for this. I think the other the other thing that's a little bit more surface level that's just a precursor to some of these frameworks is like being organized and clear enough about what work needs to get done and being a decent decent at prioritizing. Like I think that's another thing that cl- plagues a lot of early stage entrepreneurs is they're just like running around chickens with their heads cut off and if you sit down and you go like, "Well, hold on, what do you need to get done this week?" Like what really matters this week? And that's just a practice for anyone, no matter where you are in that journey, just getting better at going like, okay, I think this is the thing we want to get done this week. And here's what we're trying to accomplish. Because if you don't know that, it's really, then you become the the thrash oriented entrepreneur who one week you think this is the next day, two days later, you go, actually, no, don't worry about that. Focus on this instead. And that, like, it doesn't matter how good of a delegator you are. If, if you're thrashing your team all the time, or you're not organized enough to know what needs to get done by when, like delegation is going to be tough. Totally. So let's say that I'm a founder to, to your point who based on what you've just said, has kind of examined like what are their limiting beliefs that lead me to not delegating? Let's say it's, I have a fear of failure and uh, I below that, the sub sub kind of point of that is, I fear that people are not going to be as good as me at a task, so the task will not be done well, so we will not provide value to our customers, which means our business will fail. Let's say I'm willing to be wrong in that belief and I'm willing to actually start delegating because I know it's actually, it, it can make our business better. Um, and maybe these beliefs aren't true. How do I actually start yeah. doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few, just uh, as a start, there's a couple of really good books that I think a lot of this is based on what I'm about to say. One is uh, High Output Management, which is like an oldie, but a goodie uh, by Andy Grove, the founder of Intel. And then the other one is The New One Minute Manager, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the best books for new managers because it's short and like, it just gets to the point of everything in very simplistic terms. Um, so those are two of my favorite sort of like management books, which is, I think, different than leadership. So yeah, so you're ready to do it and you're kind of like, okay, typically what's happening is you, I would ask the question like, are you falling more on the scale of abdication or micromanagement, right? So th- there's a, th- th- that's the scale. One end of the spectrum, you're like all up in someone's grill telling them every little thing they should do, you know, every minute of their day, how it should be spent. The other minute you, or the other side of it is like, hey, here, go get this done. And then you forget about them. And, and both of those are sort of what typically happens when someone's doing core delegation. And so the first concept I love is uh, the ladder of leadership or leadership ladder. And there's it, you can Google it. It's by someone. I, I can't remember his name. But essentially, you think of like rungs on a ladder and people want to know, you want to know and, and you want to basically level set with someone where they are, right? And so the first level question, if you think about like, my son is eight years old. If I asked him to like clean up my office or do something really, he would go, I don't know what to do. Like even for his own room, I have to be like, well, first put those books away. Then why don't you put your Legos away? And you know, he's just like, what do I do? Tell me what to do, Papa. I don't know what to do. And so that's the most basic like level. Then one level up from that is like, I think we should do this. Or or actually, no, I think it's, I see, I see this. Like I see this issue. The next level is I think we should do this. Then one of the like fulcrum areas that I like as a, as a like training tool for people is I recommend like one of my favorite things to do as a leader and somebody says something or asks something, I'm just go, what do you recommend we do? And, and so then I recommend, then it's like, that's like level four. I think level five is like, I'm about to go do this. It's like giving someone a heads up, but you're not even recommending or asking. You're kind of telling them you're going to do it. And then all the way at the top is like, Hey, I've been doing this, which is sort of like what a CEO tells a board. Right. They, they kind of say like, hey, I, I've been doing this already, just up FYI. And like, here's what I'm going to go do in the future. And when you think about that, why it's so valuable, there's a couple of big reasons. I think one is 
it lets you level set anyone and everyone based on where they are, right? So in other words, it, if someone says, if someone's constantly saying, uh, "What tell me what to do, tell me what to do, tell me what to do, you're like, okay, this person's pretty junior, right? So that's the first thing. It like level sets someone where they are. It also is a really good coaching tool. Like one of my big recommendations is always wherever a person seems to come in most commonly, if you're a manager of that person, just ask them to try to come in a couple levels above mm. it. Right. And as a person, if wherever you see yourself at, try yourself to come up a couple levels. If, by the way, if you go eight rungs above it, or like if you're at, if you're at, tell me what to do, and someone's like, get ready for the board meeting, like that <laughs> person's going to fail. It's just, there's no question about yeah. it. Right. So, so I think that, that, that's one reason it's really valuable. I think the other reason is I say this a lot to people I work with. I go, if you tell me what you recommend, it forces you to think about an issue. And I get to see the quality of your thinking. And even up front, even a very experienced person may have a five out of 10 hit rate with like, I would do the same thing, but then it creates an actual interesting conversation, like for them to go, well, I recommend we, you know, we do X, Y, and Z. We, we launch Twitter campaigns. Well, well why? Oh, well, this, this, this. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think I agree. And here's why I agree. Okay. Wow. You and I are like mind melding in the same way. Or it's like, no, I, I don't agree. Here's why I don't agree. But it lets you actually, they get to learn from you. They get to learn your way of thinking and you get to see how good they are at processing a problem and understanding it. If they just say, tell me what to do. And I say, run a Twitter campaign. It, nobody's learning and no one's, no one's actually benefiting from that. Totally. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And just one thing I'll say on that framework that I think is awesome is, to your point, it, it gives you kind of a reference point for how do you push your employees? Like, how do you get them out of their comfort zone, but not go so far where they're going to fail in their role? I think the other thing that comes to mind is actually how to use this in hiring. Like what, what I see here is mm -hmm. like, when I'm thinking about a potential employee I want to hire, one of the things I'm thinking in my mind is how much time do I want to spend in their work versus having them do their work? And actually by knowing what rung on the ladder you want to hire for, it'll likely dictate how senior or junior of a person you want to hire because it'll basically dictate how much critical thought do you need or not need in this hire. Yeah, and sometimes you have to let somebody go or you have to change something. And uh, I, I've said this to Adrian a lot about, I'm, I'm like, they, it's just not what you need right now. Yeah. Like, because she's busy, the company's in a weird place from scaling. She needs people who can be higher up the ladder to support her and her growth and the business's growth. She doesn't have the ability to support lots of, of twos. It's also like a great way to, how many of how many people at what level of the leadership ladder are you bringing on at any given time? I think just to be clear also, this becomes a language internally for any company that I'm a part of. So somebody can actually raise their hand and go, hey, I, I need some, like, I'm. I, I, can you come down a couple rungs for me and give me a little bit more guidance, right? Or the manager can say to the person like, hey, jump up a couple rungs and like make a suggestion or, or actually tell me what you're about to go do instead of instead of as, like sitting there asking me what you're totally. about to do. So I think I think as a starting point, that's good. I think it's when you combine it with the second framework, I think it becomes incredible. Um, so the second framework, I think, comes straight from high output management and it's called task relevant maturity. And it's a very strange sounding name and I just call it TRM usually. But the reality of the leadership ladder is it's a little too uh, crude of a tool, 
right? Because there's certain things like if I wanted to launch uh, an email newsletter and I hired you to do it, like you're a seven on that, right? So if you combine them, like, because you have high, high task relevant maturity. I'm like, Alex, here's, here's what I want to launch. You're like, well, dude, I'm the fucking founder of Morning Brew. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't need to tell me what to do, yeah. Jesse, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, just check in with me once every two weeks and like, make, just to make sure we're aligned. I, I don't even need to know what to do. I just, is that what you want? Is it, you know, it's an email about turbines. Like, is this what you were thinking? Is, is this why you want it this way? And like, you're super high on that. But if you were running Facebook campaigns, Facebook ads, you're probably like a two or three on that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some stuff you're probably maybe at the recommendation or maybe right below that level where you'd go, Jesse, I see this going on in the campaign. What do I make of that? And I'm, I'm a seven or eight on that. So I'd say, well, here's what you should do, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Next time you come in my office, make sure you bring a recommendation. And so by task, you could have a very senior person who actually has never done a certain thing inside the organization. And if you don't create, if you're not aware of their task relevant maturity, then you're going to end up either managing them too far or too close. And so that's another thing. It's another form of language to bring into the organization, which is like, hey, I know I'm a VP, but when it comes to lighting up, you know, LinkedIn campaigns, like I'm pretty low here, guys, on the ladder. Like, can somebody, can, can I get a little bit more guidance or can someone, you know, give me more here? Or the opposite, which is like, yo, get off my back, man. I can do this in my sleep. I don't need your help. Even for a junior person could say that to a relatively senior person. Yeah, I love that. It, it basically takes delegation. It takes it from being like two-dimensional to three-dimensional, meaning like a, with, with just the latter, you basically treat every employee or like each employee at one place on the ladder for everything that they do. But people have different levels of expertise for different things that they're working on within the business. And this adds a third dimension, which is like, you're going to treat people at different rungs on the ladder, depending on what they're working on within the business. And also, I don't know if this is something you think about, but within TRM, I know there's like different ways to manage effectively based on what people's uh, level of maturity is right. in a given task. Is that something you think about within your management? Yeah, it's, it's kind of another way of the, they frame the ladder. They call it like the management style. Well, if someone's low on something, you want to give them structure. It has to be task oriented. So do this specific thing. Tell them what, when, and how, like you're, you're, they're low on the ladder and they're basically saying, I don't know what to do. Yep. So tell me what to do. And so you got to be very prescriptive with what you're telling them, the who, what, when, where, how it's task oriented. Maybe you could tell them the big picture, but they don't really care. They just want to get their work done. Right. The next level of, of like task relevant maturity is kind of medium. Again, it's like the middle of the ladder. It's like, okay, this is the person. Hey, give me what's going on. Tell me your game plan. You're bringing recommendations. I'm kind of shaping your thinking and then you're going from there. And then, of course, when it's high, then it's like, you know, you running a newsletter, turban newsletter for me, I'm like, Hey man, let's make sure we get to 10,000 subs, make sure it feels like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we just check in every two weeks to make sure we're on the same page and we're, and we're giddy upping. And like in the studio, for example, gateway X, like, by the way, not all the CEOs are high across all of these things, but the one thing they're all high on is like ownership and getting stuff done and move forward. Mm. And so there's definitely like, and I've learned that kind of the hard way, right? Like I have to think through this TRM thing for people, because if the main task of the business they're lower medium on, it's never going to work. Yeah. Right. Adrian was really high on recruiting people from the Philippines. <laughs> like I did not, I never, I detected it as going fine. You have enough people. But I was like, if I had to get in the innards of that, then what's the point? Like then it's, it sort of defeats the purpose of, of that person being the CEO of a company. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is like, basically the, the core process or like the core advantage of the business, if the CEO of that business that you bring on is not, super high up on the ladder with that. Ultimately, what ends up happening is you're going to have to do a lot of it, which effectively then is like kind of 
counterintuitive to the point of hiring a CEO. Exactly. Super very hard to delegate. So I think that's a good way to think about hiring as well. And then, you know, look, one, one thing I'll just kind of wrap this up with you, if you, unless you have more questions, like there are certain times in an organization where, you know, just like on an airplane, like the pilot has to take carte blanche and basically say, guys, I'm going to zoom in and I'm going to own this and we're going to, I'm going to quarterback the crap out of it. Um, obviously if you're doing that all the time, it's not great, but like when you're selling the business, <laughs> like I'm having, you know, standups every other day with everyone, right. Or there's certain activities that the situation just dictates that it needs to have like, you know, hands on the thing. And, you know, there's been, we created a whole new like role and function at Ampush once where I had to do that kind of company sale process. Like there's certain infrequent high value things that happen where it really requires a zoom in and, and deep ownership. Yeah. The, the reason I uh, just kind of my final thought on this, why I think it's so valuable also is I think it creates nuance to delegation and how involved or not involved a CEO is or a manager is. Meaning if say for most things in someone's job description, say working at growth assistant, they're like a six or seven on the ladder. You're not going to be very involved in it because you trust that they're going to just do the task and tell you later. But say there is one or two areas of their job description that they're super low on the ladder, just something they haven't built up. You're going to want to be more involved if you deem it to be important. And if they don't have the context of this ladder or how you think about things, they may be like, why the hell? Like, 90% of the time, Jesse isn't involved in my work at all. Why is he, why is this guy just popping into my work 10% of the time? And I think this provides the nuance to understand why it works that way. Totally. And, and again, it's just like anything, the best thing of it is it creates a language internally. It creates intentionality with everybody. It creates more candor because people can raise their hand and say, and in your example, the best working relationships are actually someone raising their hand and going, Jesse, can you zoom in more because for this thing I've got, I need, I actually need you to be, I I'm below the recommendation level. I actually want you that involved because I want to figure out. And then the best CEOs I work with are actually really good at that. Like for Ox Insights, like Casey is like, Hey, you've been a consultant. You worked at Ampush. Like there's things I know really well, but I need you to help, help us prep for this meeting, Jesse. And I want you to zoom further BD. Like, you know, she wants my help with sales and BD to actually get these deals done. So I think someone who's truly self-aware is totally fine admitting where they are on various parts of the ladder and actually makes everybody around them better. Jesse, this is so incredibly helpful. Obviously, delegation is incredibly important no matter what stage of business you're in, but especially in the early days when it's the most resource constrained you'll ever be with a company, your time is really valuable and you also don't want to be the constraining resource for your business. You need to learn how to be good at it. And obviously, it starts with a belief that delegation can be helpful. But then these tools you just shared, I think, are really practical ways for people to level up. So thank you so much for sharing the tips. Going to have you on Founders Journal, of course, very soon. And uh, thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I think, you know, for anyone listening, the only thing I would say is practice this stuff. Like, I think oftentimes you try it and it doesn't work, but it has to become a practice for you to become a great leader. Talk soon, Alex. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founders Journal. If you like this new format where I curate world-class entrepreneurs and investors to answer the most important questions for early-stage entrepreneurs, shoot me an email to alex at morningbrew.com to suggest a future question or challenge that you're experiencing right now. Or if you have a specific expert that you would love to see come on the podcast, you can share that as well. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 
You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.